Hello and welcome back everyone to the Cat and Mark show. So today we have a very special guest on. We've got Apollo with us. So Apollo is a, a stripper and an OnlyFans creator from the Gold Coast. Uh, he's also just recently traveled to America and worked with some really big international creators. So we will get into all of that in a minute. But Apollo, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. So, good. Welcome. Amazing. Maybe to kick us off, maybe tell us a little bit about what exactly it is that you do in the industry and maybe kind of how you got into the industry. Sure. So right now I am majority um, OnlyFans. So what that means to people who don't know is OnlyFans is an online um, platform which allows adult and explicit content. Adult and explicit content isn't the only thing on that platform, but that's what it's famous for. Um, so basically, I work with other creators around Australia and now the world to uh, create um, porn, basically. I um, go around the world, work with other creators, do um, content share where we um, I, I, I produce the whole thing. So I bring my camera, my gear, my lighting with me and um, edit it all myself, send it to the girls, and then off we go. Um, but I also do some stripping, but to be honest, that's, that's something that I do like on the weekends as like a, uh, probably a few times a month. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not prioritizing that as much purely because like, it just takes a lot of time out of my, out of my week. If I go travel to a location and back, it just takes, it's a, it actually takes a lot out of you, the in-person work I've found, but, um, yeah. So mostly OnlyFans, a little bit of stripping and um, full-time social media um, dummy. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm curious, which one do you prefer the most? Because I think any guy listening to this is probably thinking, fuck, what, what great jobs, okay? I get to go take my clothes off in front of women. I get to uh, have sex on camera. <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds pretty good. What, what do you actually, uh, enjoy what, what's your passion, would you say? Like, what do you enjoy? You, to, to be honest, it's one of those things where it's like both those jobs, like stripping and OnlyFans, the highs are super high, but the lows are super low. So when it's like mm. both those jobs, you know, the best day on both those jobs was a pretty amazing day. The worst mm. day at both those jobs, you know, can be pretty bad, you know? So like it's it's one of those things where I, I, I think I prefer the OnlyFans because you have a lot more control over the, over the, over the scenario. So, for example, mm. I get to choose all of my coworkers. Um, like, I reach out to them, they reach out to me, and um, we organize the whole thing. Like, I'm not working for a company who then says, hey, Apollo, uh, you're going to work with XYZ today. I'll see you at 10 a.m. Mm. Um it's all stuff that I can kind of manage myself and, I, and, and stuff that I look forward to because I've, I've, I've done it and I, I've, I've been the one to organize it. But with the stripping stuff, it's, it can be really good. Like most of the time, it is really good. Like everyone is well-behaved, super polite, but you just don't know what you're going to be walking into. You know, sometimes you might walk into, like you might be, they might say, um, we've got a mad area for you to strip. It's on a boat, blah, blah, blah. You might rock up in the area to strip. They're like, oh, they couldn't get the boat we wanted. So this is the boat we've got. <laughs> and it's like this little piece of shit dinghy. And you're like, man, damn yeah. it. This is going to suck for everyone, <laughs> um, including me. But, um, but, you know, you get the job done. But it's just one of those things where you just don't know what you're going to walk into. Like I, I, I had one night where I walked into 
one job was like four girls in the living room. Awesome. And then mm. the next job was at like some rich girls, um, like 21st birthday with literally like 150 people, like all sat at like dining in like a, in like one of those like function <laughs> halls. And I did like my strip in front of all of them on like the dance floor. So like, Damn. You just don't so know. it's like a classy, <laughs> classy dining hall. Into. It could be anything. And then like the next one you Shit. could walk into could be like something like, you know, whatever. Like it's just, it just, yeah. it, it makes it exciting. But also from like a perspective of like, I'm no longer as wild as I used to be in like my twenties. Like I feel like twenties mm. me is like, yeah, I'm up for the challenge. Whatever comes, I'm keen. Let's do it. Um, which I'm yeah. still like that, but I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just like do the things I want to do and not ever be forced to mm. do anything that I'm like, not like on the edge of like being comfortable with, you know? Yeah. It mm. sounds like you got a lot more control with the OnlyFans, right? Like you, you have more of a scene, you're doing all the production, the editing, you're picking who you want to do it with. Um, so what, what did you get into first? Was it the stripping you got into first and then went over to OnlyFans or did you do it at the same time? Like how did you get into the industry? So I uh, actually used to be a personal trainer and I moved up to Brisbane from Canberra um, right before COVID, built my PT business, things were going great and then COVID hit, screwed my business. Mm -hmm. But during that time, because I, I, for those who don't know, when you're a personal trainer at a big gym, you pay the gym rent um, and you don't actually um, make money from the gym. You only make money from your clients. So if you don't have clients- Wait, what? Is that a thing? That's a thing. You pay the gym? I pay the gym. What so really? Example, I might pay the gym. Let's just say three hundred a week, <clears throat> like a like a house. What? Rent. Are you serious? Is that a thing? Yeah. And then, is, yeah, is, it, and is then, it like this with all gyms? This is not all. I mean, like a lot of gyms. This is the business model. If you go to like a Good Life oh, or a Fitness God. First or um, Jets or take your pick at those big ones, that's that's the model they use. And it's actually a good model oh if God. you're a hardworking, good personal trainer. The only issue is in the in the startup phase, you um, end up with a lot of time burning money with not a lot of um, actual money coming in. That's when I started doing topless waiting and kind of dipping my toes in the um, the stripping. Like I never actually became a stripper until COVID hit. I wasn't actually intending to do that. And then COVID hit and I was like, well, let's uh, <laughs> think about making some money because all my clients have just like jumped ship, um, which mm. I don't blame them because the thing is, if, if I didn't know my my trainer for more than three months and like that, that shit hit the fan, I'd be like, dude, this luxury this luxury item has to go and i'd be like i was like cool no worries i just gotta figure yeah. it out but that's how i became topless waiter that's how i became a stripper but then when i was a stripper during that period of time they changed the rules for um like hens parties and house parties to only allow 10 people at a time so all my hens Damn. nights that i had like planned out to like kind of float the float the financial boat for a while um all canceled and like moved to like like just just pushed forward until those restrictions were were raised. So then, like at that time, me and me and Eden were uh, were were dating my my ex, and we decided, you know what, we could probably do this OnlyFans thing. She knew a couple of girls that were doing it just on their own, taking like titty pics in the mirror, not even doing it properly, you know. And they were making like pretty good money. But back then, the, the money was accelerated, like obviously because everyone was just at mm. home jerking off, doing nothing, but, um, <laughs> yeah, nothing to do, man, exactly. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I was like, all right, let's do it. So I started my page, uh, my ex started her page and we just, um, started co doing collabs ourselves, like with just putting our own stuff up. And 
the rest is history. Like we started doing it just like everyone else, like trying to sell picks for like an exorbitant amount of money and not really working out. So then we were like, okay, the picks don't work. <laughs> maybe we'll try this. Maybe, and then like censored feed doesn't work. Everyone feels ripped off. Maybe we take the sensor away. Um, you know, mm. we tried selling PPV way too expensive. That didn't work. Let's try cheaping it up. You know, like, so that's been, that's been the process and that's how I started. And I'm, um, yeah, just kind of flowing with it at the moment. How yeah, are you finding like, like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry, go cat. Oh, no. <laughs> I know this, I know. It's, I, this is what I hate about like the Zoom calls. I know. There's so much lag. Um, yeah. How are you finding like the OnlyFans landscape? Because you mentioned that like, you know, obviously at the start of like when OnlyFans came out, like girls were making lots of money just from like titty pics. And I know even myself, when I, I first made an OnlyFans like right at the start of lockdown, like the one of the first lockdowns and I was doing pretty much just that uh, I I just had like lingerie and just like titty pics on there and I was making like a I was making more than I'm making now from OnlyFans back then just from like titty pics and I wasn't even doing porn or anything whereas now I do like porn and stuff but now that everyone's doing OnlyFans um obviously it's very saturated it's a lot harder to probably market yourself people are spreading their money out between like the millions of creators rather than I guess it just a few handful of creators that were doing it at first so how are you kind of finding the changing landscape as it's like going on and more and more people are entering it and it's becoming harder and harder to market yourself and to make money from it oh it's hard it's very hard like yeah it is hard like I know a lot of girls uh like, I don't want to say struggling, but I don't, well, some people are struggling, but yeah, it's really hard to like make money, the same kind of money that people were making. I think the only, I think like, like this is my opinion and, and what I've like experienced, like unless you've got some like incredible marketing, like there's a few creators that I know, um, for example, Tasha Page, she barely, like she's just gone overseas and done a bunch of collabs, but until, until then has just done Australia collabs, but has gotten like thousands of subs into her OnlyFans from telling these um, amazing stories. So like she tells these exacerbated stories on TikTok, has a really great relationship with Yeah, she's her, um, um, Cream Pie. Is that Cream Pie Girl? Cream Pie Girl, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> she, she's, she's Australia's um, Cream Pie Queen. So um, that's her shtick and she's been in uh, – people take her stories off there and they put them into their like news reports. She's been on news websites, blah, blah, blah. So – for some, if you can think of a, of a shtick and have great marketing, um, definitely you can do really, really well. But I think the problem is, is that the old school um, where you're just being sexy, um, everyone's sexy. Everyone's sexy. Mm. You need to be able yeah. to be more than just sexy because that is the difference between the saturated market now to then is that the effort needs to be put into creating your brand that makes you different. Um, and a lot of people, I just, it's, I, I'm included. I find it very difficult to be original. I, I find myself looking at others and trying to see how I can emulate what they're doing and like not creating your own thing, you know, like what was so, um, I guess, um, what's, what's been so good about Tasha is that she is, um, super authentic, but also was the first person doing that style of storytelling, um, about like, you know. <laughs> about this craving cream pies flat out. Like it's actually genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's clever. It's clever. So, hey, it's, it's, you know what? These social media things, it's all about finding the things that you can talk about that are a bit fringe in a, like, and, and the words you can use without getting shadow banned. Like even, that's, 
That's the hard part. Correct. Right. But when she started, she cream pie was allowed to be used in any context. And now that she started doing that, you can't say cream pie unless you're using it as a context, as in eating a cream pie. <laughs> An actual <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like her, her things get bombed if they do that. So, so if you're the first and you're doing it great and you've got like a great idea for marketing, mm. I think that's the way to get forward now because like <sighs> a sexy booty on Instagram is a dime a dozen, mm. you know, like even yeah. like, I think like a lot of the girls are doing great because they're going overseas and working with these big names. And I think like, unless, unless you're, unless you've got that social media thing where you're able to be authentic and original and flood people bec- into your OnlyFans because they, they just love you. Um, I think that the only real way is to work with more and more creators um, with mm. bigger followings, which is what I've just done. I've just gone to America, done three and a half weeks there, worked with like 20 different creators. And oh, they, shit. Yeah. And they all Damn. had like over. Been busy. Yeah. Oh, dude. It was. I overbooked it because I know yeah. how flaky Australian creators can be. Um, okay. As in, like, if I book three three collabs this week, I might get two cancelled. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be mad. I'd oh, be wow. like, that's just that's, that's just, just the way it is. Expecting. That's my expectation. Yeah. yeah. I used to. <laughs> now I'm just like it's not as full on. I'm booking five and expecting two. You know what I mean? But I booked yeah. like five or six a week. I booked six a week for three, and, and they all came days. through. <laughs> Two cancelled. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I literally wanted good. like I in my I didn't want, but in my head I was yeah. like eight to ten are gonna cancel. That'll be yeah. the, and, and yeah. that I was like, that'll be my limit to what I can kind of handle. By the end, Damn. I was just like <laughs> I know. Yeah. So tell us about America. Up. Like did you find that it it helped going over there? Um and, well, and tell us about some of the cool people that you worked with. Um I think it will help. It says I haven't really, um, I haven't really released much of the stuff from over there, but I, no. I definitely got a good boost while I was there. I saw a growth in my social media and in my OnlyFans just because I was working <clears throat> with a bunch of people who had like huge followings. Like a lot of the people we work, like I worked with, were like, like a lot of them had like between 150 to half a million followers on various social medias, um, and a couple of them had like near a million. So. I've had like a bunch of people like on my OnlyFans be like, when's this video coming out? Can you see this video? Which like in Australia, like although we do have very attractive women here, they just don't have huge followings and and you just don't get mm-hmm. as much of that those requests. Like you don't get people tracking you down to find the people on your OnlyFans as much. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely I think it helps in that way. And it def- like overall profile definitely helps helps build it. But you know what else I like from, from over there is that a lot of the girls over there do, um, they're just like open to doing pretty much any social media. Whereas here you're kind of limited to like TikTok and Instagram. Cause a lot of the girls aren't like career porn stars. They're not doing this full time. They don't really want their explicit stuff. Um, even small snippets out on like Twitter and like things like that. So it makes the marketing okay. just that little bit more different. Whereas over yeah. there, they're like, literally just flick me through this, the, the snippets you want to put up and, and I'll just okay it and off we go. So like you're able to hit a lot more um, of those like explicit m- marketing strategies. Because uh, mm. I've just started using Twitter a lot more and putting like- I, used oh, to I love really, Twitter. Same. I used to be really against putting your porn up on Twitter, which I, I still am, but I'll put like like five to 10 seconds just to, of like the best part just to show people what's up. 
Because a lot of the time I found that my marketing was just off. Like a lot of people thought I was a TikToker for a long time. They were like, oh, you do TikTok. How much are you paid for that? I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm actually okay. a star. They're like, oh, didn't even know. I built my, t- mm. my Twitter. I built my Twitter originally uh, using my TikToks. I would just uh, download my TikTok. Oh, uh, you just share it over. Yeah, and I got to like yeah. 40,000 followers on Twitter using only my TikToks. I would just share it over to share it over to Twitter. Okay. And um, Oh, as in like posting a TikTok video on Twitter. Literally. I would just oh. take the um take the like the the TikTok thing off it and then chuck it on Twitter. I've literally built to, like 40,000, but everyone on my Twitter oh my was God. like this guy's a TikToker. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> Were you 40,000 surprised when you started throwing up some porn? It just got to a point where I was like talking to enough people like online and like at strip gigs who followed me for ages and blah 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 that yeah. I, everyone I talked to was like we thought you just did those short videos and that was it. I thought that was that was what yeah. we did. I was like, man, I need to change some shit. Because at that time, yeah. I was like mm. these girls that I'm like the the Australian girls and their their attitude towards putting explicit stuff up. I refused to put any explicit stuff on Twitter. Refused to put any like, um, yeah, any of that stuff up. So like, I think for most, <clears throat> I think a good strategy for um, for content creators is to use. Is to use your Instagram and your um, TikTok and your Facebook if you've got it um, as like PG. Build it using something else that's not uh, explicit or trying to drive traffic to your OnlyFans. Like stop saying spicy site. Stop saying like you know whatever. Like dropping this when like what did we get up to? You know where to find it. Like just literally, if you can if you can do a skill or if you've got some sort of dance background or if you've, you know, whatever, you want to review food, like literally build that shit there, link your Instagram and your, um, link your Instagram there, which will have your link tree, which will then have, so then people will, will go viral on TikTok and then you'll, they'll go to your Instagram, they'll see your link tree, they'll go click on that, go to your Twitter and that's where I use my Twitter as like a body of work. So people can like mm. see what I actually do. So like, interesting. All, so it's all porn. So they're like, oh, gotcha. The guy that reviews porn fucks chicks. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So I'm you're not trying to like sell them too early, well. essentially. Yeah. I, I, I went, after getting my account deleted, I got my Instagram account deleted like, I don't yeah, know, like a month okay. or two ago. And ever since then, I don't mention anything now on my Instagram or like anything. Like I used to do exactly what you were saying. Like I used to be like, um, I used to say, yeah, things like spicy side or you know where to go. Or, I'm going to be in this place next mm-hmm. week. So now I've just stopped doing all of that. I've taken everything out of my bios and I just have like the link there. And it's just like, okay, if they think I'm hot or whatever, then they can just go and find my links <laughs> and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's <clears throat> honestly like that's the smartest way to do it and the only way to do it because I don't, but at the same time, um, at, at the same time, like I think that. TikTok has the ability to go so viral so often that there is always going to be a small percentage, even if you're like, even if you're doing like PG content, nothing to do with it, that are going to go over to your Instagram just to see all your other social medias to see what's up and see what you kind of do there. But, but yeah, it's, I think like, like I was saying before, I keep, I keep um, sitting on Tasha's nuts, but what she's doing is great because like what she'll do is she'll tell a story about some dude she met on, on Tinder, like 
seems like a regular like hookup story and then she'll just drop in the middle of it yeah and then i like handed him the phone and he decided to film and anyway it was an okay date blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you just put it in there and then it'll get like 200,000 200,000 views and then people will I assume come to her OnlyFans and be like, "We want the video where you fucked that guy last week and you gave him the phone to film." You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, so- this goes back. I think I was going to say this goes back. I think to what you were saying about before, which is you can't get away with just, "Oh, like I, I'm doing porn. This, this is going to work," or "He's a booty pick or something like that. Like you do, I think, need to be a lot more creative and unique now, and it's probably translating over to Twitter as uh, over to um, TikTok as well, right? Definitely. Whereas before there was a lot of girls probably just, as you said, being like, here's my TikTok, I'm hot, um, go go sign up. Whereas I think now you're probably right, it has to be a lot more yeah. creative. Well, now yeah. every cunt and his dog is doing porn. Like, There's always going to be someone sexier. There's yeah. always going to be someone with a better booty, bigger titties, bigger dick, whatever. Um, mm. <clears throat> and um, you, you, you need to be more than just sexy. Don't get me wrong. Um, Tasha does a lot more, a, a lot of thirst stuff as well. Like not like, it's not all just like telling stories, but that is, yeah, there. Course, yeah. that, that is where you connect with the crowd. And um, yeah. I think like having like an audience connection is like such a huge part of like, of becoming popular, becoming a cult phenomenon, I guess, which is what you want to mm. be. You want to, you want to become someone who is completely unique and original. Um, yeah, well, but- I, I knew her as cream pie. I've never even met Tash, never even spoken to her, but even I knew her as cream pie girl. Uh, I've never mm. associated with her ever. So, like, it it even got to me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I've never even met her. Yep, totally. So, and, and like, she's basically, like, um, created this persona where she's, like, the biggest slut in Australia, so to speak, like, in a positive <laughs> way, I guess. But, like, <laughs> that's just kind of what she's known for. So, like, of course that's going to run traffic to to the OnlyFans. So, guys, like, my biggest thing is, like, yes, it is very difficult now to make the easy money. But I know people making really amazing money, like ridiculous money, by being authentically themselves and creating their own brand in a way that is pushing traffic over. Girth Master's another one. Like he's got mm. amazing marketing. He doesn't just use traditional marketing either. Sorry. He doesn't use social media marketing. He uses legacy marketing as well. So legacy media. So he'll he's been on radio, been on Triple J, been on Kyle Jackie O. So I mean, like, there is if you're willing to step outside the box and you're not just trying to jump on the TikTok trend you saw, um, show your abs, show your booty, you know, whatever, which is rich of me to say because that's a lot of what I do. But currently, <laughs> I'm, I'm currently trying to- Well, you uh, still need a little bit of that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'm, I'm currently trying to do the same thing, create a, <clears throat> create a um, more, of a, more of this stuff or you and I- Yeah, you do a lot of talking that, stuff yeah. now. What was that? I've yeah, seen. but you got some- You've got some fun stuff on your, I think maybe Instagram I maybe saw. Like even, um, <laughs> this is this is a question I had for you actually. I, I think it came up on uh, one of my stories, but essentially, uh, dude, you've got some crazy like fucking stripper moves going on. Oh, I, yeah. I saw him when he saw it. How, how do you learn this is what I want to know. Like, you obviously, is there like a stripper school you go to when you decide to go from topless waiting to stripping? Do you learn on the job? Yeah, that's what I'm, do you go there to is, uh, there, Yes, Mark, there classes? is a stripper school. Do you want me to enroll you? <laughs> yeah, sign us up. Me and Kat are coming. Maybe that's what I need to create. Now, I yeah. um, sell it. Apollo Magic Mike, school. Funnily enough, Magic Mike, I got a bunch of moves from the actual movie. 
And uh, so you just watched the movie. I watched the movie. I got a couple of those moves. And then <laughs> That's I, awesome. I got a couple of moves from dudes who already did it in the industry, and I had a dance teacher who like did the choreography. Oh, really? All together. Yeah. So my my routine. Oh, you actually got like a dance teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's so I, cute. Yeah, I did like dance <laughs> lessons for like 12 weeks, like during COVID lockdown. It was actually really good. I've got like videos from my living room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, oh like, my God, maybe I need to get knows. a dance teacher. Not that I do Ooh. much dancing, but that sounds fun. Because <laughs> why not? It was, a, it was a fun project while I felt like my yeah. life was burning to the ground. So, like, yeah. you know, it was good. It was, it was good to take my mind off things. And it worked out. Everything, everything worked out. Yeah. Do you, do you ever, um, with your OnlyFans content, uh, do you have many scenes where you start off as like stripping? Like, do you incorporate that into your OnlyFans? Oh, that would be fun. I used to do. No, I don't. But I used to do. Um, I used to put stripping content up before they mm. did a big. Um, before they changed the rules to me to make sure you tag every single piece of flesh that is in the video. Oh, how annoying! Um, yeah. I had all these. I had all these fantastic <laughs> stripping videos with like the, the audience in the front and stuff but like yep. everyone's back of their head black silhouetted you can't see anyone's identity but like all those got flagged i got like six or seven um sorry i got like probably like 25 30 um videos flagged like when they changed those rules which i just had to delete yeah. because there's no way you can tag all the all the audience members but no, well, actually can we let's talk about that for a second what is going on with only fans at the moment i know like 10 people in the last like month that have gotten their only fans accounts deleted I've seen that, and it's and it's actually scary. But really, it's not scary yeah. because I go out of my way to follow the rules. But I know a lot of people who. Really well, I heard they banned squirting like two weeks ago, and I was like, I'm pretty sure everybody does squirting on OnlyFans. Yeah, so I um, so that's the thing. Like, public is banned, squirting is banned, urine is banned, excretion. Is banned. Okay, hang on. Sorry, why are they banned squirting? Yes. Yeah. So- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a new thing. I think that that's why a lot of girls got their accounts deleted like a few weeks ago because all of a sudden they banned squirting. I don't know. This is just what I heard. I don't know if that's true. Banned squirting. I think. I think the problem is is that a lot of people do um, like semi-public stuff because it is a very popular popular genre, but you're Mm. not allowed to do it on OnlyFans. So what they do is they'll they'll bang on a balcony or they'll bang in a car. Although Mm. although although we'll bang in public, but they won't label it as such. Or, mm. or they'll so even like, a car, I guess that is public. And well, I heard they banned fruit as well. Like, doesn't everybody? So what, like- so what they did is, <laughs> if it's not a, an item designed for that, if it's not an item decide item designed to go inside you, it's not allowed. So if it's not like mm. a sex toy dildo vibrator, or like and a single so I, or something, I knew a girl who got a strike for using because when she was a teenager, she said she used to use her hairbrush, the end of her hairbrush. Mm. Yeah, well, I, like, who doesn't? Exactly. <laughs> 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 We've spoken about this on the podcast before. You chuck anything up there when you're young. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so she said that, that she she would start like a scene with the hairbrush. And then, mm. like, like, however it went. And um, just mm. because she was using the hairbrush, she got a strike. So, if it, yeah, yeah, if you got it there, why not? <laughs> well, why, why is this, though? I'm just imagining, like, what, like, executives of OnlyFans are sitting around the table and being like, look, we have a real problem with uh, people using hairbrushes. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't get it. Like, what is it? Was there something that was happening? Were, like, were people worried about only, cucumbers? Only is really weird. They keep, like, changing their yeah, rules, maybe. like, all the time. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are, like, well, a lot of people are getting banned, so they're just, like, moving on to other more lenient platforms. 
I know everybody's well, I moving that, to like um, Fansly, I'm seeing. Because like, yeah, like literally 10 people I know have lost their OnlyFans just like this month. I know a lot more girls who have lost their OnlyFans just this year. So, and it's, it, it seems to be a lot of girls. Like, I feel like the guy, the guys are always okay. Guys are never losing accounts. It's only yeah. girls. <laughs> it, well, I think because probably girls get a lot, maybe it's because girls get a lot more custom requests. So this might be, because I've thought about this too. I'm like, why do I not get any strikes? Why do girls get strikes? Um, I know one girl that had her, um, like, Scarlet Blue link in her um, bio. Which oh yeah, that'll got, do it. <laughs> got, by, got, got taken on by AI, like AI picked it up immediately, uh, and she got deleted. But mm. I think that like a lot of girls get like maybe peeing requests. Maybe they get like some requests to do things that in because they're doing it as a private, as like a custom that they only send out to the one person. Maybe they think, oh, I can get away with this. I don't know. Maybe they don't do that. Maybe they're being picked yeah. on. But I, it's I probably the been... escorting as well. I got flagged one time when I had a client ask me. So it wasn't even me. I had a client like ask me to meet up um, because obviously I do do that. But like you yes. can't talk about that on OnlyFans. And then I got like a strike for that. I was like, I didn't even reply. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> that is a big one actually. Oh, wow. Well. Because dudes will always ask you to meet. Like I never get asked for meets because A, <laughs> like my, my platform has a lot of like gay dudes on it. And they know I'm not gay. Mm. So they're not going to like yeah. um, ask me to meet. But also women like don't it. tend to ask you to meet. Whereas chicks, I'm sure there are plenty of men who are like. No, it's every day. Every day. <laughs> and I'm just like, you can't say I mean, that. <laughs> I saw you in Newstead. I saw you here. I, I live over here. Whatever. Like, So I don't know. I think there's a few reasons why people are getting banned. But I think they are getting way more strict. And I'm just like a stickler for the rules because I don't want to lose that income. But I think it's definitely if you are a creator and you do things on your OnlyFans or your kinks are like, um, you know, uh, peeing, like excretion, all the things that are probably like a hard mm -hmm. impact, really rough play, you know, whatever. Even like high amounts of slobber. If you're like a deep throat queen and, you, and you're slobbering a lot, like almost like- Well, you can't do slobber. Well, to the extreme. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know those videos oh where it's God. like almost like a fucking puddle of slime? Like it's just, it's just, I think that OnlyFans is a little bit more mainstream in that way. And I think if you are inclined to do that, that's great. But I think get another platform. It doesn't take a lot of, like it does take effort. But like if you were to be like business savvy and sit there and go, right, I've got my next month or two of OnlyFans content, schedule, schedule, schedule. That is this band of content. I'm not allowed to do X, Y, Z. And then you were to make a Fansly where you go, okay, Fansly is purely for my weird kinks or my more extreme, not weird, my more extreme kinks that aren't allowed mm -hmm. on OnlyFans, um, then then I will just upload like my month or two there and then you like, you're good to go. All of your content. Yeah, I see a lot of girls of doing that today. now. They're just yeah, like, if you want hard. all of the hardcore shit, go to my other platform where all the, the, thing is, the only kinky is shit is. Still the, the Netflix of porn. Like people can say all they want. Fansly is better. But guess what? When you think of online porn, do you think of Fansly if you're the general public? No. no. <laughs> you think OnlyFans. You think Pornhub first, then you think OnlyFans. So, like, you need to be on OnlyFans if you want to be getting people to trust you enough to put their credit card details in. Because me, mm. before I knew what these platforms were, I was like, I'm not putting my credit card details into nothing. <laughs> like, porn-related, I could just imagine my, my, my card just getting fucking milked. You know, so yeah, like true. I can just imagine what the general public kind of think in that regard. So for me, I'm like, it's it's more because it's a trusted platform for the consumer for me, not so much that 
I love the platform. Platform's been great to me because I, I don't do like mega kink content. Um, but like, yeah, that's, that's my opinion on it. Get a second platform that can take that stuff. Don't, don't like be pissed off at OnlyFans because they're, you know, upset at you for going against the guidelines. Like, just like I tell people with the social media, treat it as it's meant to be treated and it will be good to you. Like it's, it's not, the only time it's ever been bad to me, social media is when, like when I get shadow banned is when I'm trying to bend the rules too much. When I'm trying to say things, do things, show things that are just not, they've made it quite clear. They don't, they don't appreciate it. So like, as long as you can mm. like, know, it's like, it's like sport, you know, the rules enough, you can manipulate it to be in your favor. So like, if you know the rules of Instagram, all right, that's the content I can do there. I know the rules of TikTok. That's the content I can do there. I know the rules of OnlyFans. That's the only porn I'm going to put there. And then any other stuff I'm going to put on these other platforms. And it creates a huge amount of work, which is the hard part because a lot of people doing OnlyFans, unfortunately, don't do it full time. And like you say, it's a harder slog now than ever. So if you weren't established before, even if you are established, it's fucking hard to make a dollar. Like it's hard to make enough to like really, really be living that lavish lifestyle unless you're like, a TikTok famous 21 year old girl, I reckon, <laughs> like, or, or established <laughs> and like really fucking hammering huge markets like American market and things like that. Like, I don't know many people besides um, the people going off on TikTok, like we discussed before, who are just using mm. OnlyFans as a platform and being like, just like thirst sexy online that are doing like crazy numbers anymore. I don't know. Yeah, because there's no uh, essentially organic reach that you're creating through OnlyFans, right? Like they're not recommending your page to everyone or anything like that. Like it, it has to. Yeah, there's no homepage. They need one but, though. They need like a, a like a for you page on there. But but mm. yeah. they do, and they well. I mean, how would that work? Because everyone, uh, it, it only shows you what you pay for. You know what I mean? So that's the difference yeah. between that and. A, well, it could a, even a, just be like a, their profile picture or their banner or something. Like I feel like there's right. ways that they could do it, or like maybe yes. you could connect your Instagram feed to it and then it could show like your Instagram pictures or something. Like, look, there's, there's ways that it could be done. And that would um, be pretty sick if it was like a second Instagram if they linked up with IG. Yeah, because I, I know that like, you, you would be able to like connect because I know like even um, – I'm pretty sure even like the escorting sites let you connect your Twitter feeds and Instagram feeds and that's like even more next level than like OnlyFans. Mm, so, mm. Um, yeah. Do you think they're trying to push towards – less uh adult content though yeah like it, it sounds like they're getting more and more strict the more popular they're getting right well they tried to ban us once i don't know if you I heard this um they tried to ban it like two years ago and then they backflipped after um, two days yeah i remember that and i and i wonder if that was a marketing ploy because honestly if they let's just say they intended to get as many people interested in OnlyFans as a porn site that's the way to do it get everyone mm. outraged um at you talking about it on the news because like honestly like i don't know why they would like i don't know what the motivation would be for them to drop that that from their platform purely all of their money yeah (laughs) i I literally don't know anyone who's making like huge money doing other stuff it's not like i'm looking at cookie or some shit cookie cooking (laughs) i'm not looking at a fucking fitness industry takeover (laughs) i'm thinking to myself oh my god this guy doing personal training is making you know, a hundred grand a month on OnlyFans selling his <laughs> absolutely not because it's just not happening. Mm. So, like anyone who's worried about OnlyFans like not continuing adult stuff, a, I don't know why they would because they're making absolute killing from it. B, mm. um, 
also don't know why they would because there is now so much competition in like Fansly and like I can't even name any like there's like many vids and like you know there's like literally mm. 20 different sites that do the exact same thing some some are better because they're not as established they allow you to do as you say more kinky things they have better platforms with like more not better platforms, but more functions that you just don't have available to you on OnlyFans. So, I mean, like, if OnlyFans, same thing as what happened two years ago. When OnlyFans said, I'm not going to do adult stuff anymore, well, we're potentially not going to do adult stuff anymore. Guess what we all did, including me, created a Fansly. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not like it's going to go away. It's like prohibition of alcohol. Back in the day when they, when they prohibited alcohol, what happened? The speakeasy bar was created. It was just a door... No signage, just a security guy. You would bang on the door. You would open it up and you would say a code word, come in, and you'd come drink until you're um, fucking drink yourself full to the gills, and then you would leave. And no one would know. Cops wouldn't know. You'd pay an exorbitant price, blah, blah, blah. So my point is is that things that people like, like this, are not going to go away. They just move in, in, to, to somewhere else. So if, if OnlyFans were to just say, hey, we're going to become a – Online platform for fitness and book club. See you later, guys. Everyone just goes elsewhere, and then something else becomes the um, the primary like porn mover in that industry or streamer mm. or whatever you want to call it platform. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. It's probably it, it probably speaks to the idea of like having that backup. Like it always scares me relying on like one platform, right? Because as Kat was saying, it's so easy to get banned or like maybe they do move. Like maybe they say, hey, look, we want to start running ads on our side. We want to look like more of a Patreon type thing or maybe we're having issues with like banks. Um, yeah, I, I doubt, as, as you said, I doubt it will happen. They're killing it from all that online fucking content. I think it'd be absolutely stupid. But yeah, I think it's interesting to think about in terms of like from a business point of view is just prepping yourself a little bit and being prepared to like, okay, if I do get fucked by <laughs> OnlyFans here, uh, yeah. at least I've got some backup or like a plan to, as you said, just move to another platform because there's always going to be a platform, right? Definitely. I think, I think from, any, from a business perspective, mitigating your risks is always a good idea. So mm. for example, like I lost my TikTok like in 2021. That had over half a million followers on it, and that was my only means of um, getting people in at that time. Like, I wasn't really mm. posting on Instagram. I was using Instagram stories as like my diet, my personal diary sort of thing. But like more, like more often than not, all of my traffic would come from going viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going getting going viral on TikTok, doing things that were probably outside. Well, definitely were outside of the uh, guidelines because I got deleted. When I got deleted, I was like left with this. Um, like stark realization that holy fuck, I literally have just lost um, my entire incoming funnel. And that took me six months to recover from. And from there, I started doing Facebook, Instagram, backup Instagram every day, TikTok every day. Yeah, you have like multiple accounts of each thing, isn't it? This is becoming like a new thing now where everyone's having like five Instagram accounts, five TikTok accounts, multiple this accounts. And I'm, even me, I have like three Instagram accounts now after I lost my Instagram account. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's really super valuable in terms like, cause everyone's like, get a backup. So then when I get deleted, you can come and check out my backup. But if you're not using that backup, guess what? No one follows it. So mm. like, if you're just going to have like, um, the Apollo show and then like the Apollo show backup, but I just never, I just ignore the backup and just never use it. 
and expect people to follow it. So not that's literally happen. what happened to me when my account got deleted. Exactly. I did have a backup, but I had like 200 people on it because I just didn't exactly. do anything with it. Exactly. So I actually have two accounts on Instagram, which I actively post on each and they've both separately got their own kind of following going. Do you post different things? Like are they kind of different niches or are they just the same shit? This is another thing like you kind of get away with what you can get away with. So um, and up until literally I think like two or three weeks ago, I noticed that if I posted the exact same video, same time, um, it would get independently decent views. But just in two, three weeks, uh, last two, three weeks, if I post the same video the same time, one gets great views and one gets like 20 views mm. in an hour. So it's, it recognizes oh. that you're now doing. So this is the thing, like I was able to cheat the system for, like, and you will find the same thing, guys. Mm. The more you invest in these, these platforms, you'll be like, huh, if I post the same thing, I can get the same views. Because TikTok, I've been able to post the same video even on different accounts from different phones without it recognizing that it's the same video. It must oh, like track shit. the IP or track something to do with the photo. Yeah. No, no, they're getting so clever, these bloody apps, aren't exactly. they? Exactly. But like I said, yeah. if you can really know these apps, you can use them to your own um, advantage. Like um, I, for example, like I know that um, bums, bum crack is not allowed on Instagram, but bum crack is allowed on TikTok. And what I mean, that female. <laughs> so what I mean is if you're, in like a, if you're in like a G-string bikini and you're walking away from the camera um, and then you turn around and give a wink and then you walk into the beach. Um, that will get flagged on Instagram to be not recommended because Instagram now has a not recommended really? list instead of just a um, community guidelines violation. So you've got your community guidelines here and then you've got your non-recommendation guidelines here. So if you're Damn. showing too much bum, showing too much skin, like I can't, I, I, I took a whole bunch of videos while I was in America um, of the girls because like, I, I I usually tell people when I collab, I'm like, hey, here's what you're going to bring. You're going to bring a few uh, bikinis so we can do stuff by the pool. going to bring a gym gym fit so we can do like some stripper moves and whatever. Um, and then bring like a summer dress or something like cute and sexy, you choose, um, that we can do some role plays in. You know what I mean? So like when the girls come, if they've got, if they've got sexy bodies, I'll be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you walking out of the pool. We're going to get you jumping into the pool. We're going to get you popping out of the pool. You know, all these different things to show off their physique. And guess what? Every one of those ones in a bikini got flagged onto this non-recommendation um, list on Instagram. So you can't, can't use that content for Instagram. I can use it for TikTok. Yeah, is, the, is the bum thing a new thing on Instagram? Because, yes. like, yes. the same thing happened to me. Like, I have so much tit on Instagram and the tit photos are okay. And, like, girls be chucking their nipples on Instagram now. But I have, like, a like I had a few photos of me just, like, innocently in a bikini just, like, from behind. But, yep. like, not, not even doing anything sexual. Literally just, like, a back shot. And all of that got flagged. And I'm like, it's just me in a fucking bikini at the beach or whatever. But this my titties why, are fine. <laughs> this is why stories are the new uh, bikinis because honestly nothing gets traction if you're showing too much skin i actually put a friggin shirt on if i put a i've got a bunch of like beige shirts that i actually really like but i can't i don't wear them because it thinks it's skin things that skin color i think i've got my shirt on no, so whenever i'm doing stories insane. yeah whenever i'm doing stories or just talking to the camera like this i wear a dark shirt so it can so it can tell that i'm not that i'm actually wearing a shirt so and Jesus. then my and then my 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 views get, I get better views. 
So um, oh I've actually – Yeah, I've just started getting my tits out because apparently they're okay with tits. I'm just like, I'm just going to show my tits. <laughs> 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 just make sure I don't turn around just have my tits yeah, and that's and, it. <laughs> and that's the thing. So, like, as a girl, in your, if you're looking for a strategy as a girl to do good content creation that always gets pretty good views, you'll be like, okay, I can show off some cleavage and titties on um, Instagram. I can show off some butt. Um, as, uh, you know, granted, I'm by the water on TikTok in like a G-string bikini or whatever. Um, and then you just kind of flesh out your stuff from there. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely a challenging landscape at the moment. And I think yeah. the, the people that will win are the people that can manage to can manage to create thirst, through, but like without showing a bunch of skin and also create a connection with their audience. So if you can be like mega authentic and um, create like, I mean, there are people who, who people just fucking love, love the stories they tell, they love the way they talk. You know, some people mm. just blog their day, like Anna Paul blogs her day, like literally doesn't even do anything like super specific to sex work. Um, and people just like, tell me more about what you do. Tell, tell me more. We're on the edge of our seats. So if you can create that, guys, um, as well as do a little bit of thirst stuff, you'll be sweet. It's just, it's a lot harder now than it ever was because, um, yeah, like you say, it's saturated. A lot of people are doing it. Mm. And I think that's you- probably what's, uh, oh, so I was going to say, I think that's probably what like OnlyFans is, was created for essentially, right? Like it is to feel a part of that connection. I think a lot of people can just like find porn online if they want, right? But I I think a part of it is I'm finding porn from this person and there's a reason I'm like investing in this person. And so, yeah, creating that story, I think is a a big part of it. So what were you saying, Kat? No, no, I was just going to ask like, would you you get into escorting or have you got into escorting or like that kind of stuff? I'm just so, I'm honestly like, I I really need to be attracted to the person. I don't, um, that isn't like in my... I can't really do do a very good job if I'm not attracted to the person. Like if I was to rock up and it was like a 60 year old lady out of shape and like which it would be. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, like not um, nothing against a 60 year old lady out of shape. It's just not someone I, I choose to have sex with. Even, but you know what? Like, never say never. But I don't know. It's just one of those things that is like just doesn't really vibe with me. If I was a chick. And I could just literally lube up my, my, my bits and just like mentally be <laughs> elsewhere, then great. But like having to be present and like really be attracted enough to be able to get a hard on and, and, and do the job properly is like, that's a whole nother ball game, you know? And this mm. is one that I'm just not really interested in doing. So talking about uh, 60 year old women, how's your dating life going now, Polo? <laughs> so you're, uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're single, single now. I know. Exactly. Yeah, it's actually all right. Fill us like, in. What's been what's been happening? I've only just like honestly, because I was so busy before in the lead up to um in the lead up to the trip. So I did like four weeks of hard collabing before the trip to try get all of my content kind of scheduled up until I got back. And then obviously went on the trip and did 23 videos in 24 days. And then have been back and I've just had two weeks of this like burned out, not really wanting to do anything. So I've only just in the last week and a half downloaded Hinge and started using that. But I've only I I haven't even been on a date yet, guys. I haven't even been on a date. I just I'm so picky. I'm honestly so picky. And because I'm when I was single before, I was very driven by like just I enjoy sex. I want to have sex. So like mm. I would be a little less 
Um, I'll be a little less picky. I would like go on more dates, you know, blah, blah, blah. Waste a lot more time, to be honest, just so I could have more sex. But now I'm just like, the sex is there. I'm having a lot of sex. So like, I don't know. I um, haven't really been doing a lot of dating, but like, I think that'll change as time goes on. And like, obviously, um, I'm just in this like hustle phase right now with work to try to get as much kind of work done and scheduled forward as possible. So when I kind of um, settle into wanting to be, because you do miss the intimacy. That's that's what you miss. You know, like yeah. you miss kind of the cuddling and the hanging out and the and the and, and the mm. making out and the making a connection because you just don't really do that when you're making porn. At least like yeah. you don't really do that. Here. Like I had a few really good like collabs overseas where they were obviously single and we were having a great time and it, was, it did feel like more like a hookup and that was fucking great. Um, but mm. that doesn't like that is definitely not typical of how it goes down. Um, so yeah. I mean, yeah, right now not really doing a lot of dating, but not mad about it. Okay, that's fair. And do you think when you get into it a little bit more, when you kind of recover from your fucking twenty four and twenty three days or whatever, it was, do you think you'll um do do you think you'll run into an issue around like being in the sex industry? Definitely. Is that something Definitely. you're very open to on the apps? Like, is that something you're uh, thinking about, or are you thinking like that's I'm going to look for a girl that's open to that? Like, where are you at know. with all of that? I don't know, man. Like, I I I have only just because I've only just downloaded the the app. I've, mm. I've, I have thought about what the future looks like. And I don't know. I don't actually know what no. that looks like because I know personally, like I wouldn't be like really that comfortable with my partner, like going and sleeping with a bunch of people while we're together. Mm. So, I mean, do I have that expectation of others? Probably not. But like, okay. yeah, I don't know how, I, I don't know how that would work because uh, I've never actually been in this situation. I, I started this in a relationship and I have only just gotten out of it. So, um, but in saying that, Every couple that I see, that I've seen overseas that actually do it. And a lot of the girls that you work with have long-term partners, married, whatever. Mm. So it's a thing. I just wish that I had that um, thing in me that like enjoyed seeing your partner work with other people or like enjoyed okay. that, yeah. like, like, like not like a, like hot wifing, cucking, whatever you want to call it. Like I wish I had that yeah. in me, but like, to me, it just creates like an intense jealousy that I just cannot shake. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's very normal. Right. Like, I, I think like it's, it's very unique to not feel that I think. And I, I think it is something that if you really want, right. This is my opinion. Um, if you really want, I think it's, is something you can like work on and get to a level where you're like definitely more okay with it but yeah i mean fuck it like if you're the type of guy that's like hey listen if i'm going to be like dating a girl then it has to be like very exclusive and i can't have her obviously like going to work with other people doing other shit then i mean that's what you look for right um but i guess like you'll have time to figure it out is i I probably will will have to find something else to do if that's um an expectation i have on her and 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 that's reciprocated because yeah, I, just, I, just, I don't see a scenario where it would be like where you would find someone who's like, yeah, cool, go do your thing, but I'll just like hang out at home, you know. So I, I mean, know. you could, you could. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's probably going to be like more difficult to find, but you might find girls that do have that aspect where it's like, look, I don't really mind if my partner's like doing work and doing his thing. Like, as long as like if I'm going to compromise on this, then maybe he compromises on something else. Like, maybe it's not the whole like exclusiveness of like there's the sexual part of things but like i I think it's a back and forth and it doesn't have to be on like sex or it doesn't have to be on like what what aspect of the relationship it is so yeah i mean it makes it tough right it makes it very tough but uh, yeah i guess uh you've got that ahead of you oh totally totally and like i've worked with people before where i um 
where like I was working with the guy's with the guy's wife and like he was there mm, and he yeah. he filmed it and he was just like yeah man. crazy he was like fuck her heart <laughs> like, oh. and I, I remember, <laughs> I remember doing it and like we were like man I would be just so uncomfortable yeah yeah no i'm exactly the same i'm a sex worker too but like in like i would do an open relationship like but i wouldn't want to see it or know about that it's happening it's just like just don't tell me like just don't tell me anything that's happening but yeah no i I vibe with that because i'm totally the same (laughs) No, i don't know where that will land me in terms of relationship but lucky for me i'm not really thinking about that right now i'm I'm totally focused on work so my plan is to just um so sell all this um all these videos i did in america over the next like three to five months um and i'm just going to put heaps of work into my social medias to try and keep pushing and growing my profile pushing people into my OnlyFans, and then i'm hoping to do an even bigger trip next year which i hey. still haven't decided what i'm going to do exactly yet but most likely head back to la and um work with hopefully some bigger b- even bigger creators very nice is there anywhere else in the world that you'd go to do um content I mean, Besides, like the US, yeah, and no, I mean, there's like, some big people in Europe, isn't there? I literally was going to say, like, a few of the a few people have gone over to Europe. They've just been um, to Xbiz, and which is like um, like a awards awards night, like okay. thing. And there are a lot of creators over there, but not like a heap compared to LA. Like, you could literally there are hundreds of creators in LA, and they all have huge followings. And like, when I say huge followings, I mean like. Some have up to a million. The lowest I saw, I worked with, I had like, I think they had like 50,000. So, I mean. As which a, is still a lot. <laughs> which is huge considering the yeah. people, like, I'll, I'll use the girls here. Like, the girls that actually work with men, which aren't a lot. Like, the big girls you think of with the huge followings, um, usually are Instagram models who have a boyfriend. They do content with them. They don't work with anyone else. They don't really do porn. <laughs> They're just like influences from 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 way back and that's what they do and they actually make pretty good money because they've just built this thing from they're like a legacy account you know but the most of the girls that work here that actually work with men are quite new like um they're not really doing like huge numbers on twitter not really doing a lot of social media so it's actually you work with them and a lot of people don't actually know who they are so i feel like if you're trying to grow as a particularly as like a male creator you really have to be like dipping your toes into um, cross promotion with bigger creators, um, and the way to do that is become a trusted trusted male in industry, which is always get tested, show your test results, be completely transparent about like what you're going to do on the day, um, be really professional with how you organize things. It's not a hookup, um, and get heaps of numbers behind you. Like, don't go try and like work with someone who is like got hundreds of thousands of followers when you literally haven't done any work yourself and then get butthurt about it. As long as there are males that like people want to work, like people want males in industry. Like there is a shortage of like good dudes to work with because it is actually a very hard job, high pressure job for for males, but also um, like any unskilled job, I assume that has like huge primal benefits for, for dudes um i'm sh- it, it's it's just it, it it can attract scumbags so like there's a huge history in like the adult industry um of just dudes being super exploitative um towards the women so like once you become a trusted creator male creator it's a, it's a lot easier but like you have to really do the work to bust into that kind of category because um yeah but that's the thing. Like you need, so like you start working with everyone here. Like that's what I did. Worked with everyone here who had like smaller followings, 
Um, and then you build that trust and you build your own platforms to a point where you can then launch into um, working with others. But that's only part of the puzzle. Like I, like I said, I only, I only grew like a, you know, like a, a smallish amount compared to if I had a TikTok go off. So I think everyone mm -hmm. should be, um, males or females, should be really focusing on like their social media and what that says about them. And like if you were, put yourself in the shoes of who you want buying your stuff, right? So for me, it's like if I was a 20-year-old, between 20 and 60-year-old straight dude wanting to watch um, me fuck a chick, what stuff do I want to see on my social media? And mm. lately I've started doing more like focusing on the girls, focusing on them, doing like role plays with them in the shot. And I've also just started a solo page. So I'll still do some of my, um, some of my male thirst stuff. So people funnel into that. But I think just knowing, knowing your audience and thinking of ways to appeal strictly to them and, um, and not really just doing a bunch of random shit that you saw on TikTok, good, good trend or whatnot. Or if you do do a trend, that's cool because, you know, those things in between the actual, um, the actual message are good to like be filler to like create more views for those ones in between. So like, for example, I used to do like, you know, three, you know, an, an informative post about like, here's who I worked with today. And then that would get like pretty average views. And then I would do like some stupid video of me, like flicking my junk in slow-mo that would get <laughs> millions of views, but then people would scroll across and see, see the one that was like a pointed, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of ways you can kind of go off, but I think like, I think, yeah, social media is, um, is, is the key. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Like it, it's good seeing the marketing brain behind it all, right? Because I, I mentioned this on the show before where I think like, as I mentioned at the start of the show, like there's going to be guys out there that hear, oh, you're stripping and doing OnlyFans. That sounds like a lot of fun and like be really sick. But yeah, there's a lot to it, right? There's a whole business behind this and the whole, the whole marketing plan essentially that's going into this. So yeah, it's cool to see, uh, it's cool to see like uh, taking on that journey and uh, yeah, be, where can people find, um, your next tw how many videos you have coming out 20 something collabs yeah i got 23 videos coming out but I've, I've just released my second one so my third one comes out on saturday so you can get on my nice. only fans which is the dot apollo dot show uh that's also my main instagram i've also got a backup instagram the apollo show x my twitter is show underscore apollo and my podcast is the apollo show on youtube so Oh yeah, actually, let's talk about your podcast just quickly before sure. we wrap up. Sure. Um, yeah, so everyone, so this is, Apollo is our first podcaster, I guess, that we've had on the show um, as well. So what, what do you actually talk about on your podcast? Is it like interviews or what is it? Yeah, interviews. So it's very similar to what you and I are doing right now where we're just talking about the journey, what you do, how you do it, and um, how you got there. You know what I mean? So I like this kind of like back and forth stuff. It's 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 really good. I think people like, like once again, authenticity is the key and that's a thousand times more engaging than just copying, being unoriginal, doing what other, everyone else is doing. Like, so I think that um, podcasts in general are a really good way to A, get to know a person on a personal level, but also it kind of brings out those little gems of like content that you would never have gotten just kind of doing a, a short form one or two minute segment where you're like, I'm just going to ask you one question and then you're going to answer it. And then we're going to put that on social media. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Perfect. And uh, 
Paul O'Neill to hear you up later. You need to teach me some of these uh, magic mic moves, okay? Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Keen for yeah. it. Just let me know when you hear. Yeah, me. all right. All right, done. Perfect. <laughs> all right, well, thanks, uh, thanks so much for jumping on. We'll put those links for anyone that's interested in the uh, description down below. So if anyone wanted to check out your content, they can. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right, cheers, man. Thanks See for coming on. See you next time.